Daddy, how many more bites of chicken do I have to have? You have to have five more bites before you can have a cupcake, son. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio. Podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. Okay, first I want to warn you guys, I have an allergy in my house. I'm allergic to something in my house. Uh, I've been battling it for maybe like 18 months. I don't know, maybe we've lived here two years and uh, it's getting worse. So uh, I'm going to sound nasally, maybe coffee, sniffling. I apologize, but the show must go on. Today, we're talking about how to help kids make better choices with their food because it's not that easy. And uh, I don't think like I'm like a phenomenal parent or like a good parent resource, uh, but I am a good resource for nutrition. And I know what kids should be eating. I know what they like to eat. And I know kind of the psychology around it because that's that's really the biggest point is like how do you get them to eat is not just like uh, have the food sources. Sometimes you have to little do little tricks or have you know certain routines or be a good example and that's what we're going to get into today because what's really cool is I have a lot of clients that are requesting this and that's partially why I'm making this podcast is because parents or even aunts and uncles that don't have kids or grandparents when they like have their nieces and nephews and grandkids over they want to feed them the right thing and so that's partially why I'm making this podcast the other reason is because I've been frustrated with my kids lately, as in like yesterday, the day before, uh, for the last week. And partially it's because of my like laziness. So I'm usually kind of tough on the nutrition with the kids because I know it's it's kind of a mental thing. It's a, it's a routine thing and I have to set a good example. Now, sometimes I get lazy as a dad and uh, I let them grab the, grab the easy stuff, the convenient stuff, or I even make convenient stuff that isn't healthy because it's quick, it's easy. I know they like it. I know they'll eat it. And uh, I kind of get into that trap. And I've been in that trap lately. And uh, now I'm seeing some bad habits with my kids. What they're doing sometimes, now my kids are little. This does apply to high school kids. This does apply to older kids. My kids are little between, you know, toddler to, but they're, they're younger. Uh, and, uh, and what they've been doing is they've been picking around the stuff that they think they don't like. Now, keep in mind, sometimes they, they've had these foods before and they're like, mmm, this is yummy. And then for whatever reason, they have something in their head that says they don't like it anymore and they're picking around it. Or what they do, this is, uh, I shouldn't say this is like, this annoys me the most or anything, but I, it does. It annoys me the most when the kids do this is when uh, we prepare a meal, they don't think they like it, or they're focused on a treat afterwards. They know that they can go into the pantry and get a Rice Krispie bar, a granola bar, or maybe grab whatever they want out of the pantry or fridge later so they don't eat the actual meal. And so what they do is they have two to four bites and they're like, I'm just not hungry today. I'm full, dad. Can I be excused? And then, you know, I'm kind of annoyed, but after, you know, they stick with their guns and they don't eat the meal, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then here they are 90 minutes later, like, I'm starving, I'm hungry, can I have a treat, can I have a snack? And so that's the game we've been playing, and so that's why I'm making this podcast, for those two different reasons. And so the title of this podcast, I don't really ever know the title before I start. I don't even really always take notes on these uh, podcasts, but... Uh, It's probably going to be titled something like six ways to get your kids to make better choices with their food and make you feel like a good parent.
or aunt or uncle or grandparent. A lot of us care. We want our kids to eat the right stuff. So let's get into it. Number one is offering choices. So instead of saying, so recently I fed my kids shrimp. My, my little girls love it. They, they pounded it. They ate it all. Uh, I thought, I thought my little boy Clay would like it, but he, he, it was like forcing it. It was really forcing it and he didn't finish them. And, and so I was a little bit disappointed because I thought he liked them the first time we tried shrimp. And so what I did was I was like, this is shrimp. This is the meal. You have to eat it. Well, I'm going to get pushback. Uh, kids are humans too. You can't do this to an adult, like eat this food now. You know, we would push back too. And so if I said, Clay, do you want shrimp, chicken, or turkey? I would be happy with any of those choices. And then what he would do is he'd be thinking of which one of those he thought were his favorite or what whatever he liked, you know, or hey, Clay, do you want blueberries, strawberries, or cantaloupe? Which one of those would you like? And he would probably pick one. So offering choices gets them thinking about which one of these options should I eat versus eat this now, they're going to push back. Okay, let's jump to number two. Uh, they help make it. So this is uh, this is something I do with my kids from time to time, and it does work pretty well for them. So uh, for my older two kids, they can kind of be more detailed and help out with some of the meal prep a little more than my little Rosie, who she just like will you know help me stir or help me pour in something easy, and then when I'm done with the meal, I'll say, "Okay, guys, Rosie helped me make this meal, so be sure to thank her and tell her it tastes good and stuff." And then Rosie will eat it, even if it's a brand new food, she'll give it a chance because she feels like she helped out. And that's same with the older kids too. If they feel like they helped out, uh, you know, they have ownership over the meal a little bit, it seems like, and they're more willing to try it and actually encourage each other uh, to try it too. Um, and so that's that's a great one. And it's a great way to, you know, hang out with your kid is, is to make meals together, even if they can't help out that much. Because my little Rosie's a toddler. So <laughs> number three, uh, get the foods, uh, get the bad foods out and get the good foods in. So a very, a very powerful thing for you as a parent, grandparent or aunt and uncle is to say, we don't have that here. It's not in the house because sometimes if they know you have it or they know they can get it out of you, what they do is they, you say, no, we're not having that. Then they escalate it. They throw a fit. They cry. It gets worse. A very powerful thing is like, we don't have that here. You know what I mean? We are all out of cosmic brownies. There is no way for us to give you a cosmic brownie. Well, eventually they give up because that's a good argument. If they throw a fit and you go, what What are you throwing a fit about? We're not going to head to the grocery store. This is what we have here. And so it's it's powerful to have the right foods in the house and the bad foods out. Okay, let's move to number four, which is no snacking. This is huge for my kids. This this is huge for my kids. My kids eat healthy. They have fruit and vegetables almost every single day. I'm always trying to push uh, protein and stuff, and they actually do eat pretty good. But if they get into a funk like they have been a little bit lately, uh, snacking just goes through the roof. You know, they kind of pick up their breakfast, and then at nine o'clock, you know, if it's a weekend when we're all at home or something, at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, you see they have a granola bar or a piece to licorice or we have rice krispies in the pantry they're like picking at those and snacking adds up because it looks like just one little thing but you know if, you, if they keep going back to the pantry multiple times it, it adds up and it's it ends up being a decent uh calorie amount that you're, they're actually consuming between meals so then they come to lunchtime when you make lunch between whatever 11 and 
one o'clock, they're actually not that hungry. So you make the meal, you put the healthy stuff in front of them, and then they start whining that they're full and they don't want it. And so no snacking in between being very firm will actually help your kids get hungry. And what what we've been trying to do, again, I'm this is not a parenting podcast, like I said. I'm not the perfect dad, uh, but I, I, I know how to feed my kids and I know how to make them hungry. And, and so if we make meals later, let's say we eat a seven o'clock breakfast, 7 a.m. If we have an 11 o'clock lunch, they'll pick at it and, and whine that they're full. If we have a noon or 12.30 lunch, they're hungry and they're more willing to try the new foods and, and eat their entire plate and fill up on the right stuff that I want them to fill up on, and they're taking less trips to the pantry. So they fill their bellies, they're satisfied, and then they go play. And so backing up lunch, backing up supper will make them hungrier and, and more eager to eat your meal. So what I do when I'm being a better dad nutritionally is I tell them uh, no no snacks. You know, they might pick at their breakfast, not eat much of it, and then I'm just firm for the rest of the morning. Like, uh, Dad, can I uh, go to the pantry and get a granola bar? And I'm like, did you eat your breakfast? No, you didn't. Okay, you can't snack. We have meals. We're not snacking in between. Go play, go do something else. <laughs> you guys are getting kind of a preview of how I parent, uh, which whatever, hopefully you guys think I'm a good one. Uh, and so then it gets to lunchtime. They are starving, see? So the snacking for, at least for my kids is huge. Number five, this one, uh, I'm probably gonna get some people that disagree with, but your kids can skip meals. They will not perish away. They will not starve. Nothing negative will happen by skipping meals besides maybe they'll throw a fit. So for instance, I have some moms and dads currently that are trying to get their kids off of eating too much sugar. And then when they don't have sugar, they're eating hot dogs and macaroni. Like literally it's hot dogs and macaroni or sugar. And uh, you know, at first the parents didn't think much about it, but now I think that they've been working with me. They want to change it and it's not been going well. And this is actually common, which is why I'm bringing this up. And so what you have to do is you have to make the meal and very likely they're not going to eat it. So they're expecting hot dogs and uh, macaroni for lunch and you put a turkey sandwich and strawberries in front of them. They're likely not going to eat it. And so you have to say, you don't get to eat anything else. I am not making anything else. Now, the kid is going to challenge you. They still won't eat it, and they're going to get up from the table, and they won't have one bite. Now, it's about it's about the same concept as snacking, as rule number four, uh, is they're going to get hungry by supper time, and they're going to be more willing to eat that turkey sandwich and strawberries. So be willing to skip meals. Do I recommend skipping meals with your kids every day? Absolutely not. Do I recommend skipping meals to help them make better nutritional choices and learn that they actually like some of this stuff? Because when you are successful and you limit the snacking, the kids snacking, and you limit, or I shouldn't say limit, and you have them skip a meal for not trying something new, they find new foods that they love. I promise you. So don't be too concerned if you have to skip a meal as like a borderline punishment for being too picky of an eater because that's not what you want them to do. You don't want them to grow up, they're 23 years old, claiming that they still only enjoy McDonald's fries, macaroni, and sugar because that is going to end bad. They're just not going to have the body uh, that they want. They might get picked on, you know, whatever. And uh, 
And eventually, maybe when they get to 30s, 40s, beyond, they will have some health concerns. And so you have to change how they identify themselves, the definition around food. They are someone that tries different foods and considers other options. I know that one's tough, but it works. So just give it a try before you beat me up. Okay, number six, being a good role model. So putting a healthy turkey sandwich and strawberries in front of your kid, and then you order pizza and you're eating it in front of them, is not going to go over well either. And our kids are watching us. They're watching everything we do. Even if we don't realize it sometimes, they're, they're watching how we treat others. They're watching what we say. They're watching you know, how much we work out and stuff. They are watching what we eat. And putting healthy options in front of them is is not going to do much if you're not putting healthy options in front of you. And even if you do that, where you put healthy options in front of your kid and you eat whatever you want, like pizza or fast food or whatever in front of them, I can, I'd can i be willing to bet a lot of money on eventually you giving in and just giving them some of your pizza and fast food and stuff like that. Not that there's anything wrong with pizza and fast food. It's just if we overeat it every single day, then that's when it becomes a problem. But being a good role model goes a long way. They want to eat like dad. They want to eat like mom. They're watching us. They're going to grow up and probably like similar foods that you like and you consistently eat. So I hope this helps when you have little ones over. It doesn't, you don't have to be a parent. This can just be, if you're a babysitter even, this could be aunt and uncle like I talked about. Bringing up a generation of people that are more focused on proper nutrition, I think, starts at an early age. Yes, we can learn to eat better as adults, especially with some proper coaching, maybe. But we wouldn't need that coaching if we grow up eating a certain way. So give these six steps a try. Let me know how it goes. And thanks for tuning in. Spencer, signing off.